0: Welcome to the Supergirl Supercast, part of the Incomparable Network of Podcasts. I'm Trishy e. Matson. I'm Alan Yu. And today we are discussing Season 4, Episode 5, Parasite Lost. So, uh, on our latest episode of Supergirl, Jensen gains his superpowers, except that his superpower is to absorb other people's, other aliens' superpowers, uh, because of the parasite earworm that got into his head. Um, there is fighting and stuff over that. The absorption powers of Parasite are overstraining Jensen, and so every time he absorbs... Someone's powers, he loses them again, and so they steal healing power from an alien named Amade uh, to let him retain those powers. Um, and journalist Kara
1: is interviewing Amade for a story and learns a lesson about the power of the press, and uh, and tries and I think fails to learn the difference between journalism and advocacy.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> Uh yeah, she's terrible at that. But anyway, um <laughs> also going on is a power struggle uh between Colonel Hayes and Alex at DEO. Uh and Brainy is the butt of some more jokes. And by the end, Jensen's powers and Parasite's powers go poof and all resent- resolves somewhat happily, except for those of us who like journalism and hate seeing what Kara does to it.
1: Well, Also, Ben Lockwood, Captain Liberty is not happy and throws a jar of alien olive oil. Right.
0: <laughs> That's right. But at, at the end, uh, it turns out that uh, James not content with being guardian is also going to try uh, being a double agent or something and try to worm his way into Ben Lockwood's uh confidence by pretending that oh yeah he hates aliens after all
1: yeah he he will apparently have some magic time management powers and he will be a ceo a double agent and guardian <laughs> all at the same time
0: <laughs> yeah i i want that time management magic that would be really cool uh well let's get the easy stuff out of the way first. Uh Brainiac gets drunk on ginger juice at a rooftop party at a place where Supergirl just planted a rooftop garden at super speed. Uh um and uh Nia shows up to the brunch party. And uh, she says, you never found me. And Brainy says, of, of course I found you. Here's your address and phone number and vital stats. You just didn't tell me to call you. And so they look like they're going to talk some more. But that's all that we get of that budding relationship, which is fine. Let's see. Other relationships. The Colonel Haley and Alex thing. Um So Colonel Haley calls Alex into her, not her office, but another room anyway, and says uh, Alex goes in expecting to be dressed down for something. And uh, Haley actually praises her for reorganizing the strike team for faster deployment. But uh, uh, later in the episode, she's, she's telling Alex to end... A situation by just killing Jensen, and Alex keeps trying to talk Jensen down, um, and get some valuable information from him that way. But uh, later, Colonel, the Colonel uh, scolds her and says, "Next time, I expect you to follow my orders. Um, but it's better to have you in charge than that imposter Jean Jones." So, uh, not so closeted alien hater or at least distrust her herself yeah i can't tell if
1: she's just angry that an alien managed to dupe so many people in the government by pretending to be someone else or if she legit or if she truly hates aliens i think uh her it's not as easy to classify her whether she belongs to the Hate Aliens camp or is just annoyed that an alien passed for a human for so long and that, like, you know, like, uh, I guess that that the government uh, was paying someone that wasn't who they thought they were paying.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, we didn't get to see President Boxleitner, uh this time around, but remember in the last one he was getting... Super angry, and uh, Colonel Hayes calmed him down. You know, I'm wondering if uh, President Boxleitner is in with the alien haters himself, um, or if maybe she's the one who was influencing him somehow.
1: Yeah, as of the characters, I think uh, Colonel Haley is still a bit of an enigma, and and I mean, even when she's introduced, um, It's hard Mm -hmm. to tell if she's deliberately trying to confuse Alex or if she genuinely doesn't know how to uh, change her tone of voice. Because even when she says, I am commending you, it sounds like a reprimand, even though her words don't say that she's, you know, angry at Alex. Um, And this is one of the situations where Brainy correctly reads that Colonel Haley is not pleased with something.
0: Yeah, I'm not really pleased again with uh, Brainy's treatment in this episode. He's like a, a a combination of a poorly executed Data and Deanna Troy, with his obvious uh, interpretations of what people are feeling.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like they want they want him to be win, but also to be the constant butt of jokes. And I'm not sure. I mean. It seems obvious that they're gonna pair him up with Nia, uh, I, but I'm not sure if that adds too much of a dimension to his character either. I hope he gets more to do, because I mean, Wynn, at least, I, th- I think, has a backstory and he gets more, um, more character developments, and I'm hoping that we get that, uh, for Brainy some point, preferably soon. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I really, really want to like Brainy's character, but they're just not giving me much to latch on to. I don't want him to just be someone that gets laughed at. Uh, on that note,
1: who will f- realize that Kara is Supergirl first, Nia or Lena?
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, I hope that Lena knows by this point. She should, <laughs> if she doesn't. Um But, uh, I I guess, Nia, you're thinking she'll dream about Supergirl or something?
1: Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, it's it's interesting that, that, you know, uh, Nia kind of joins their inner circle of friends, and, you know, she she and Lena are the only person who don't obviously know that Kara is Supergirl, so.
0: Yeah, I really don't understand why Nia is getting fast-tracked to the circle of friends, but what... What the one thing that actually bothers me, um, the most about the emotions in this episode, you know, aside from the journalism in this episode, is that at the end, Supergirl is running ideas past the intern and looking to her for approval. Supergirl, uh, sorry, Kara. Kara is doing this. Kara, who's supposed to be one of the superstar reporters at Catco, is telling uh her telling Nia her wonderful fabulous surprising idea about oh why don't i start doing personal profiles every week of the aliens so that humans won't be so scared of them and you know she she uh, she should be having that conversation with James or somebody i she's it's just crazy for her to be saying asking Nia the intern, uh, or, or whatever she's supposed to be, uh, at best, a rookie reporter, uh, what she thinks of Kara's ideas. Well, I say. Think- to be fair, uh
1: maybe she's legitimately nervous about her idea, and so she wants to sort of you know run it by uh, people that maybe she knows better before she brings it to someone higher up and also to be fair, I have to say, I cannot judge who is the more experienced journalist, Kara or Nia. <laughs>
0: Okay, let's dive into this right now. <laughs> yeah, we're
1: both journalists. You you're listening to yes. the show, you probably know this by now. We are gonna talk about the journalism since it is, it is this is a major <laughs> plot point in this episode.
0: Right. So super gr- sorry, Kara uh gets an exciting opportunity to talk to interview um an alien with healing powers who has not given any interviews for 20 years, which just first off, before we do anything else, that makes me wonder was the alien Amade passing himself off as a human faith healer 20 years ago before anyone knew there were aliens or what? But uh, moving on from that point, she basically just, shows up at his house and talks to him. We find out later that she never studied or read any of the interviews from 20 years ago to try to figure out why he suddenly stopped giving interviews. She didn't read the contents of those interviews. She... Never Googled any pictures of him? Never Googled any pictures of him. (laughs) Never, um studied any reports about you know what he does she basically just walks into the interview cold and i am supremely unimpressed with her (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and, with (laughs) catco and
1: and also i mean she i mean her kara's uh character growth in this episode is realizing that, you know, she should have done more research and learn more about him, uh, but, but, but her realization, uh, comes because she realized, she writes this glowing profile of him, and then realizes, oh, there's more to this guy than in my initial story, uh, and then, and, and this, uh, kind of triggers a kind of emotional crisis in her where you know she really thought that he was this nice guy and then and then she wrote a story well a profile is not the same thing as a review of someone a profile is not about how much you like them a profile is you know you would uh, objectivity in journalism that's a much bigger discussion but I mean it should be somewhat removed from your personal feelings about someone that's not my idea of journalism
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh I mean, she she didn't do the most basic homework before doing her interview, and she didn't check up on anything after doing the interview. Apparently, she just wrote up what a nifty guy this healer is. And, you know, we we've we've seen before that, she really favors single source stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess,
1: okay, okay, to be fair, the source in this story is not Supergirl. That's something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, but, you know, this and her parachute journalism in other you know episodes that we've had i really feel that the the only way that she got a rep as a star reporter was because she has great inside information for scoops um but it's it's Frustrating,
1: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, okay, okay. Uh, to be fair, now not everyone is a journalist, and, and I, I'm pretty sure that you know, whenever lawyers watch law so watch law shows, whenever doctors watch you know medical shows, that they mm-hmm. they must have just as many complaints. Whenever people who know computers watch Arrow, uh, I'm right. sure they must have <laughs> just as many complaints. But I mean, why I. Uh, feel like we should talk about this particular episode is this episode is half a journalism episode and so if you base so much of your show around uh Kara's work as a journalist then it is it becomes distractingly um uh, bad when uh they make so many obvious mistakes or if they you know uh either disregard the misconceptions that they're portraying, or they uh, put them in regardless, just for plot conveniences.
0: She says herself that uh, you know when she can't go out and superhero because of uh, parasite absorbing powers and that being very dangerous for Super Supergirl and all the other aliens. But anyway, she's forbidden to help in the operation against parasite. And uh, she says she can use her other, you know, tool for justice or whatever they call it, the power of the press. And I wish that they would do more with that um, or that they would do it more consistently. We've seen other instances where she's um, used her, quote, investigative, unquote, uh, skills uh, as a reporter to further her 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 goals of justice. But it seems like um she she keeps forgetting all the lessons that she learns.
1: Right. And I mean it, it's kind of a similar problem to, you know, uh when when Guardian was introduced that, you know, James thought that his only uh, way of doing good in the world was by punching people it's like you know the show every once in a while will remember that car is a journalist and then give her a journalism plot but then the problem is that the, journalism's, the journalism plot aren't written very well um, and you know kind of undercut whatever effect they were hoping to achieve
0: yes And I also wish that there would be some more consequences for Kara's bad journalism than her just occasionally feeling bad about things. For instance, there's this plot in the episode about the... The healer, Amade, whatever right. his name is, right. Years ago, he had an affair uh, and um, had a daughter with a woman, and then the relationship ended. And the woman told her daughter that uh, her father, you know, didn't want to ever want to see her, and she hid the letters and everything. And so Amadei, after he gets attacked and his his amulet gets taken from him. Uh, has an image of a face, uh, and they, they manage to find who this face belongs to. It's his long-lost daughter. And so, Kara as Kara, and it goes and knocks on the address, the door of the address of uh, the woman that they've tracked down. Claiming to do
1: a obviously fake story. <laughs>
0: Right, a very obviously fake story, but she's going in there as a reporter, and meanwhile, Jean Jones breaks in through the back door and is confronted by the the woman, the former partner of uh, Amade. And so, I really wonder why the mother she's the mother ends up furious because her daughter found out her lies and doesn't want to see her anymore. Shouldn't shouldn't the mother have some kind of complaint ab- against Kara about the, you know, she could go to the police about the break-in? She could, uh, surely there's a rival news organization besides Catco in town that she could complain to about Kara's, um trickery and uh, abetting of a crime <laughs> you know there should be there should be consequences for this you know Kara being Supergirl and throwing her weight around is one thing I mean sorry as Supergirl but you know Kara obviously breaking the law and misrepresenting herself that ought to carry some weight too yeah and the the writers have
1: even written an easy way for them to do this you know um Uh, you you notice that they call uh ben lockwood's uh fringe quote news platform the people's veritas well they could easily if they were to follow this you know right wing fringe parallel all the way through they could easily have uh the mother go on the people's veritas and then have a long-winded uh complaint about the mainstream media uh that would, right. you know, be an obvious and and so you know her turn later in the episode when she reveals that she uh, stole the amulet and gave it and and gave it to one of the sons of liberty, uh, or, or children of liberty, and that you know she becomes this um, rabid anti alien person that that just doesn't make much sense because I mean she she says that uh, she becomes angry because of Amadei abandoning her. But I mean, there are plenty of human men who will get you pregnant and then <laughs> abandon you. It's, this isn't alien-specific behavior, so that doesn't make much sense. And also, she's the one who hit the letters, so either she has never seen The Notebook or she watched The Notebook and learned nothing.
0: Right. Let's segue over to the... Uh Fringe platform for a minute. Um, so, uh, Lena is surprised to see James watching a, an infomercial or whatever, whatever a rant online by um, Ben Lockwood, and she says, Hey, that's that guy whose plant I closed down. Um, what's he doing online? And she seems shocked that, you know, who gave him a platform? She obviously doesn't understand how the internet works either. He owns a media, <laughs> media company. I know. <laughs> Anybody can have a platform. It's it's a question of, you know, how much reach the platform has, but, you know, saying who gave this guy a platform is just a dumb, dumb thing for a multimedia conglomerate owner <laughs> to say. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, she's probably into monopolies, but um but she has to realize she doesn't have a monopoly on information, even if Catco is the giant.
1: I mean, I'm guessing that there is still the equivalent of, say, YouTube in this universe.
0: <laughs> Something like it. <sighs> yeah, okay. So Lockwood and Lena and James are all at this uh, media celebration party thing. And so Lockwood accosts them and... um Uh, They basically, Lena basically deserts James (laughs) and says, I'm going to go talk to other people. No,
1: no. she she deserts him for the noble goal of getting a drink, which I understand. (laughs) I mean, if I met Ben Lockwood, my first reaction would also be to get a drink and leave the room (laughs) as soon as, as quickly as possible.
0: Right. Well, I think the drink was an excuse to to ditch Lockwood and James along with with Lockwood uh for the moment, you know, just to not be there. Um which, you know, it's true you can't win an argument about Lockwood, but it I don't think it's terribly cool to just leave James hanging there <laughs> by himself. Yeah. But anyway, uh James tells tells Lockwood, "Hey, Guardian is not an alien hater and you shouldn't be using your platform to pretend that he is and uh Lockwood is courting James and James is not having it so I understand why James at the end of the episode you know is trying to cozy up to Lockwood but I don't I don't believe Lockwood is stupid enough to buy that and so I think Lockwood is trying to play and use um James at the same time that James is going to be trying to play and use Lockwood. So that's kind of an interesting dance.
1: Yes, I think I agree with you. Uh it's 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 obvious to me as a viewer that uh, Ben Lockwood is not at all sincere about you know uh getting James on his side, I'm pretty sure that James will be naive enough to get played by Lockwood and his uh fellow right wing trolls um mm-hmm. i I think it is kind of interesting to see uh, where this goes uh i'm I'm pretty sure that you know Ben Lockwood can easily orchestrate some scenario where he manipulates Guardian into doing something public and probably stupid uh and that Lena will see through the ploy immediately and James won't um and then you know they'll have to think uh they'll have to rethink their strategy about how to engage with trolls and uh and right-wing fringe conspiracy theorists
0: yeah except that lena may not be savvy about media but she is savvy about people trying to use and dupe and betray each other so okay maybe you're right about that
1: (laughs) yeah no i'm 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 pretty sure that lena doesn't trust a single word uh ben lockwood says which i think is the correct uh attitude when approaching him and people like him
0: (laughs) so at the end uh Ben is very upset because Jensen Parasite's powers went poof in a purple purple haze that dissipated. And, you know, I, I don't believe for a second that he considered Jensen a friend, but he's upset that he lost his tool. Jensen, I'm not sure why he took off the amulet. I mean, uh, Alex was trying to talk him down and and, you know saying that she still saw good in him and everything. I, I, I didn't feel like Jensen was really convinced of that, but I think maybe he was just tired of all the uncertainty. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me, was that it was a kind of suicide for him to, you know, take off the amulet. Yeah, I mean it's it felt like
1: that he just seemed weary and tired uh, of everything yeah. happening. But I mean, I think that that, Al- that what Alex said did sway him a little bit and that he at least stopped uh trying to kill Supergirl. So um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's maybe a combination of the two where, you know, he really was just tired of of, of all this stuff happening. Uh, because, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, if, 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 you know, early in the episode, it's clear that Lockwood isn't treating him very well either, right? I mean, he's being forced right. to put an alien slug into his ear and he's being forced to go through extreme pain uh, right. just to be used as a tool, uh, by Ben Lockwood, and and so it's like you know he's Jensen sees that he's not going to be treated well by Ben Lockwood's side, uh, mm-hmm. and so maybe you know he saw this as just a way out and a way to you know uh to to stop all the exhausting things that he's being put through.
0: Right, and all the pain that makes sense. Uh, I should note he didn't actually die, though he was he. I guess he's he's in. CEO sells now, um, in some kind of bad shape. But they're gonna try and question him anyway.
1: Yeah, and Raymond Jensen is the name of the parasite in the DC universe, so you know he he might you know uh, pop back up again later on in the season.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's see what else. So one of the little tidbits at the end of the episode: uh, Jean Jones is at a bar, an alien praises. Sorry, the barkeep. Praises his actions and says, a woman was looking for you. Apparently she was an alien whose place got vandalized or something. And the barkeep says, uh, who are aliens going to go to if they can't go to the police? And uh, Jean puts on a fedora, which I guess means we're going to be seeing Jean Jones' private eye uh, in in the near future.
1: Detective Jones. I I would actually watch a you know if they do kind of you know another episode of Supergirl without Supergirl you know I watch a Detective John episode. Sure,
0: that that could be entertaining. But I mean, detective work can't be that hard
1: if you can read minds.
0: Uh, well, it's hard if you keep forgetting that you can read minds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one other thing I meant to say about uh, Jensen, uh, right before he uh, went poof, with his powers, um, he said that, uh, he told Alex, he's, you know, I can disappear or whatever, but he's still out there. And Alex, uh, seemed surprised. He, who's he told, who's, you know, what, who's out there? But of course, Jensen couldn't answer anymore by that point. But that makes me think that, uh, John Jones never reported to the others about the hate meetings that he was trying to infiltrate because I mean, there was a guy in a metal mask marching around and talking on a stage. Uh, how long is it going to take everybody to put the pieces together and realize that that guy leading rallies is Ben Lockwood?
1: Yeah, I, I think I rec- I think early, maybe in the first episode, John told Kara, but this was back when Kara still didn't believe, John, that there were uh, anti-alien hate groups. Uh, so <laughs> right. b- so maybe they just need to... Uh, or, may- or maybe they'll find out when James infiltrates uh, the Children of Liberty crew and then reports back, there's this guy in a metal mask running around telling people to kill aliens. But I, I think that pretty soon, the Captain Liberty... Uh, and supergirl that their paths will kind of cross uh soon, pretty soon. I I think you know, the, 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 the characters are being moved in place so that we're getting ready for them to at least meet for the first time. Uh as Supergirl uh and Captain Liberty.
0: Right. Or Agent now, Liberty, I'm sorry. Uh right, Agent Liberty. Um Agent of Liberty. As far as I know, he doesn't actually have any actual powers. Nope. Uh other than whatever gadgets may have been left by Grace and Otis. The power of oration and speech-making. <laughs> right. Well, he does He does have that power. Um, but uh, as far as going head-to-head, you know, or punch-to-punch with Supergirl, I can't see how he could stand up for, you know, 30 seconds to that. <laughs> so I I think it's they still need to make it be a while before they actually meet. Yeah, well,
1: or or maybe, and again, you know, I think maybe they'll meet and it won't be a physical fight, right? Because, I mean, again, if all of the Children of Liberty followers, they're humans, so Supergirl can't punch them, right? I mean, all she can do is maybe, you know, Uh, move them out of her way forcefully but she can't hurt them because they're humans and so that makes it for more more of an interesting showdown where you know maybe she shows up to a rally there's this guy in the metal mask and then he's surrounded by you know civilians I mean ignorant racist civilians but civilians
0: Uh, right right they could throw themselves in between while Agent Liberty gets away Uh, and Supergirl couldn't go after them yeah, and then
1: she and she will have to confront the fact that, you know, she can't punch her way out of this.
0: Right. I mean, she's already sort of been on on that idea, but um, she needs to be confronting it more because cause, yeah, she has been. She's been fighting aliens under mind control. She's been fighting uh, Otis and Grace, who are human but have nifty gadgets and stuff. Oh, speaking of nifty gadgets, one more thing. When there was the uh, hostage situation with with Jensen um, and the, uh, or not hostage, but, you know, he was attacking people at the plaza. Meanwhile, the colonel um, was, you know, you had Alex and the DEO walking around with these big futuristic guns and the colonel was telling them, telling Alex that she wanted the DEO to keep a low profile, which is already impossible with your black body armor and your your big weird guns. Um, and then uh, Brainiac put a, a matrix or a, a dome around the place to try and contain Jensen and keep him from getting away. So none of that falls under low profile. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm guessing that
1: they've kind of, you know, that, that they'll say it's an FBI. Thing. I mean, I, I guess, you know, they, they just don't want the name D.E.O. to be out there, which I, I think I can understand in the world of the show before people knew there were aliens. But I mean, I, I think people will easily accept the existence of a government agency to deal with aliens when it's an accepted fact that there are aliens living on the planet yeah i don't know um, but i mean yes it's it it is definitely not low profile to be walking around with a ghostbuster proton pack that shoots <laughs> uranium uh, and to create a giant dome in the middle of a city that traps people and could you know and and to create a situation where the colonel is asking Alex to basically kill everyone in the dome except for the agents
0: yeah <laughs> I mean she didn't seem to be concerned about civilian casualties at all that was very uh disturbing
1: yeah i mean i'm i'm guessing that you know she's the kind of uh, the comic book general character who you know cares more about uh secrecy or maintaining or or you know fulfilling their mission more so than uh civilian lives
0: yeah well it was definitely too late for secrecy already i can buy her not being overly concerned about civilian lives, but um, she seems much more into control than protection. So, anyway, (laughs) uh, I've been talking a lot about what I don't like about this episode. I do want to say there were a few things that I did like. As I mentioned, I like the setup of whatever mutual trickery is going to be going on between... James and Ben, Um, I'm interested to see how that plays out. What did you like about this episode? (laughs) Several things, actually. So I uh,
1: really liked... Uh, the last scene where you see Ben getting angry and throwing olive oil, all because i mean it it shows that he's he 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 is a human villain he doesn't know exactly what he's doing he's got insecurities he's you know he has emotions um so so i think that makes him a more interesting character uh, unlike the previous uh seasons i mean i guess in contrast to the previous seasons i like i like those also but i mean you know it, 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 mm-hmm. it it's a bit, it's, it's a bit of a bit of a change where the main villain is no longer a uh world destroying alien who has a who has, you know, a perfectly planned out um uh, path to destruction.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, yeah, I I definitely agree with you on that. It's uh an interesting challenge they've set up for the, themselves this season. Yep. Yeah. And uh I will say, I've also found it kind of cute that
1: Supergirl asks for consent every time she whisks someone away. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, for people who watch Arrow, that Diggle wishes that Barry <laughs> would do the same thing uh, so he wouldn't throw up every time Barry whisks right. him, <laughs> whisks him uh, someplace.
0: I'm hoping that if they allow the relationship between Brainy and Nia to develop, that they will develop Brainy's character more at the same time. Uh, so so that he can be more of a person than than a joke magnet. Oh. Um, yeah. So I was encouraged to see a little movement on that front this time.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, the acting on the show is still very good, and and that that's part of what makes what makes it fun. I, I like the character who plays Brainy. The char- I, I like mm-hmm. the actor who plays Brainy, uh, and the uh, and Alex and Cara, and of course. So I mean, uh, they're still selling uh, those characters very well, uh, and that is what I continue to enjoy. Uh, uh, but yes, I I do hope that Brainy gets more to do. Uh, other than, you know, uh, continuing the same fish-out-of-water joke for, it seems like, the the right. fifth consecutive episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, one other really short thing I liked about the episode was that when uh, Kara was knocking on the daughter Elizabeth's door... The Elizabeth answered the door, and and you know, Cara started to try to interview her to distract her while while uh, Jean was breaking in, but um. Ikara gave her spiel and the woman says, never heard of (laughs) Catco. And I just loved the idea of that, both that a woman would not have heard of Catco in this, you know, in this city, but also that she was obviously lying and just trying to get rid of Supergirl. And that was just, I just laughed at that, laughed out loud.
1: Yeah, that was funny. I mean, I, I guess uh, maybe in that universe, they also have a fragmented media universe where people, you know, watch their own things. And, and it's <laughs> conceivable that, that someone has not heard of uh, right. has not heard of a media company with a, with a giant building that gets destroyed once every other week.
0: <laughs> well, maybe she's heard of the Daily Planet, but she hasn't heard of the, uh, the company that owns it, which is ah. actually L Corp by yeah. now. But, okay, uh, that's possible. Yeah, but I mean that that was funny. I mean
1: again get okay, okay, so that part of the back to what we don't like. That part of that, what was their plan? Like to hope that no one sees John? And John can turn invisible. Why doesn't he do that?
0: I guess we just have to chalk that up as one more inconsistent uh use of Jean's powers. Yeah, because I mean
1: if you think about it, Sean is probably the most powerful alien we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Because he has the same like he's he can fly, he has right. super strength, but he can mm-hmm. also you know, like phase through things. He can shape shift. He can read minds. Right. Yeah, it's odd when you know there are instances like this where he can easily use his power, and and these and these are peaceful powers, right? I mean, he could have you know right. to investigate something. He can use easily use his powers, uh, and mm-hmm. and avoid. Uh, a sticky situation, but it it just, you know, it's just as odd that for some reason that they don't use uh, that ability.
0: I I like what you said. I really hope that they do give him a solo episode sometime this season of John Jones PI. I would enjoy that a lot. You know, I've been assuming he'll have some kind of plot lines, but I'd like him to have his own whole episode. And maybe they could explain some of why he doesn't use all his other powers all the time.
1: Yeah. And I mean, uh, I also liked seeing a little bit of the alien support group. Uh, that he's formed, mm-hmm. and that there's this community of aliens that you know has that that he's that uh, he's a part of, and that he 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 appears to be leading. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see if you know we we get to explore more of what goes on in that community. So maybe we could do an episode where we just explore you know that community of aliens that John is a part of, and maybe that they have a case uh, or a missing person, uh, let's say uh, that that he has to uh, track down and find for them.
0: Right, right. And another thing that I really like about the alien support group is that they're continuing it. They're they're not just um, dropping it after Fiona died. Um, the, you know, it wasn't just a one one or two episode gimmick that they're actually continuing that idea.
1: Yeah, and honestly, if you know that continues, that you know, as kind of. Uh, as we see Ben Lockwood and the anti-alien hate groups continue to become uh, more well-known, uh, and apparently, you know, we saw the uh, supposedly centrist uh, commentator also uh, sympathizing with Ben Lockwood's views, it, I, it'll be interesting to see if, you know... Uh, On the opposite end, if we see some of the aliens on this planet, you know, realize, you know, we're not going to take this line down, we are also going to become more militant and uh, more actively defend ourselves. Uh, Right. Because, because, I mean, one reaction would be uh, to, to become fearful and to find support, but another reaction could just as easily be, you know, to, you know, become to, to, to get angry and, and, and to, you know, and, and, and to figure out more active and maybe even violent ways of defending themselves.
0: Right. That would be a very, uh, believable thing to happen. Um, and, uh, so then Supergirl would get even more freaked out with, you know, the question of how to react to that with all the hate coming from, hate from one direction, anger and fear from another, and, uh, her in the middle. Um that would be interesting. And and that would also be hard for John to
1: reconcile uh, since he's on a path towards peace now, right? So he's, you know, uh, uh trying to uh tr- trying to not use uh, any violence. Uh, so so it would be interesting to see him have to grapple with well what if uh for some of the aliens their coping mechanism or their survival instinct is leading them towards violence.
0: Right okay, um, I think those were about all the points that I wanted to discuss. Is there anything else that uh that you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's about it i mean it
1: in in uh it seems like that you know uh it might seem like that we're pretty down this episode and i mean it was it was mixed uh, i I still had fun watching it. I still like the characters uh so I will you know uh, it's not like I hated this. It's just that you know again it's the thing where I'm a journalist, if you have <laughs> such bad journalism plots,
0: I have to right well, yeah we, we just had to talk about it um <laughs> but uh, yeah i'm I'm sure there will be other episodes that that are not as annoying in that thing, and um there there were some interesting developments uh in this episode and i look forward to seeing how they play out
1: rest assured we still like i i mean i i, I still like this show otherwise we wouldn't right we, we wouldn't keep watching
0: right now i heard a a uh, bit of casting news today that is uh, a spoiler for probably um the spring so anyone who doesn't want to hear you know skip to your next podcast but um Uh, John Cryer has been cast as Lex Luthor to be a recurring uh, character starting around episode 15. And so I guess we're going to see him probably break out of prison and uh, have some confrontations with um, Supergirl. Maybe we'll get Superman back for an episode or two. And of course, I really, really want to see conversations between Lex and Lena, and maybe even Lillian. Yeah, there's a lot they could do. I mean,
1: you know, maybe he doesn't break out because, I mean, he, you know, Lex is known as someone who has dedicated a lot of his life and intellectual efforts and resources towards fighting aliens. So maybe another way for him to be introduced is, you know, this president realizes that, you know, he wants to develop more offensive capabilities, Ooh. and that he, you know, pardons Lex oh. and has him as a military advisor of some kind, you know, you have all of this anti-alien tech, uh, I'm going to pardon you so that you can show us how to use it.
0: And we can see uh, Ben Lockwood uh, also interacting with with the Luther.
1: Yeah, Lex Luthor is like, you know, like the... Uh the billionaire that agrees with him, like kind of like you know, like Peter Thiel's to the Conservatives, I suppose. Uh, for those of you who follow uh,
0: hmm.
1: <laughs> You know, we've politics. never
0: had it explained where Mercy and Otis got all their um well, they were former Luther employees. So maybe maybe Lex has been kind of pushing this campaign all along from far behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, that's conceivable. Or, or or, you know. Uh, it, at least uh, Lex has kept all of his um, anti-alien tech. So, yeah, it it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if, if he was, you know, uh, either actively involved in this or, you know, at least watching from afar, uh, supportive. And, you know, once he's out, he will become more actively supportive of the anti-alien efforts.
0: Huh. That's something definitely to look forward to. I'll be looking for clues uh, in future episodes to see if they do any foreshadowing or anything. So, (laughs) fun stuff to look forward to.
1: Yeah, Lex is an interesting foil for Lena, I think, because Lex uh, is like Lena, but slightly less smart, but in no sense of ethics.
0: Right. Um maybe not less smart but uh less diplomatic <laughs> yeah well
1: i mean i mean i i i think I think Lillian says that Lena is smarter than lex uh, I, uh but yeah i mean I, I don't know M- maybe maybe there will be some kind of intellectual showdown between the two of them where uh they have to try and like out manipulate each other
0: well of course we n- we need to see that
1: <laughs> yeah, i mean obviously we're cheering for lena that's not
0: <laughs> obviously <yes. laughs> not to
1: be question. <laughs>
0: okay well uh that's about it for this week's show um i would like to thank you of course alan for a good conversation and thank you for having me and thank you for hosting (laughs) absolutely um and i'll thank our audio editor in advance um i'd like to thank the incomparable network for hosting our discussion uh and i want to thank our listeners if you want to continue the conversation with us, uh, we're on Twitter at SGSupercast or uh, we're on the um, the Incomparables Slack, probably on the TV channel of, of the Incomparables Slack is the best way to uh, reach out if you want to talk about any plot points or anything like that. So thanks, and we'll be talking to you next time. Bye.